Hello, everyone, and welcome to the True North Racing Podcast. Just before we get started, I want to take a moment of silence for those who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we may live free today. As the guns fell silent on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, we remember them today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of the True North Racing Podcast. If this is your first time listening, I'm your host, John Morrison. This week's guest is regular at Flamborough Speedway, formerly in the Pure Stock Division, has since moved up to the Mini Stock class. Our guest is none other than the driver of the number 18 Chevy Cobalt from Kitchener, Ontario. It's Chris Pendleberry. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about how he got into racing, what made him decide to get into Mini Stock Racing for 2020, what grade he'd give himself, and talk about the competition in the mini stock division. So sit back, enjoy, and let's go racing. Just before we bring in Chris Pendlebear, I want to talk to you about Jumbo Media and Promotions. We are a media and promotions company based out of Erie, Ontario, with the goals of making your race season a memorable one. We provide multiple services to help your team and sponsors reach new heights. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O, promos at gmail.com. Also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Jomo Media. All right, we got Chris on the line here. Chris, how are we doing today? Pretty good, buddy. Yourself? Oh, I can't complain. Uh, so you, you had a really fun off, or a good year, I guess, eh? in, in your first year with the Chevy Cobalt. Yeah, man, I, uh, I can't complain how we came out of the box, that's for sure. Yeah, that car that car was formerly driven by uh, Russ Aiken, correct? That is correct. Yeah, so that's that's that was a that was a top running mini stock just a couple of years ago. Yeah, championship car. I think last time it was uh, on the track was I think 2018. It came out for uh, a big feature, but other than that, uh, yeah, it hasn't been on since 2017. Yeah, so I think that was probably Frostoberfest, was it not then? Uh, it was one of the things that Rich had. Uh, I yeah. can't remember what it was called. Yeah. So let's talk about how you got how you got into racing and and just in general. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, basically, I'd have to say it was from the Toltons. Uh, I met Tim Tolton back when I was about eighteen, nineteen, and you know, kind of helped out with him once in a while when he ran the Challenger Series up at Varney. Um, then I kind of fell out of it for a bit, you know, went to the track yep. a few times here and there watching races and whatnot. Uh, then I got back into it about 2012. Um, his son, Bobby actually was racing then, uh, build mini stocks and stuff like that. So started going back to the shop with him once, once a week, um, wanted to go more, but you know, life family can't get, can't get out there all the time. So, you know, started following him, went to a bunch of races with him, helping him out. And then uh, ended up buying my own pure stock. Yeah, that was uh, what two years ago in twenty eighteen. There, 
technically, I think I bought it in 17. I just never really erased it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so you raced the Cobalt for the past couple years, and you got a couple second-place finishes, but just was never able to crack that top spot where you yeah, no, that was that was the Cavalier. It wasn't actually Cobalt, but yeah, I bought that off of or, Nick sorry, Clark. Yeah. It's a championship car out of Varney, uh, driven by Andrea Parsons. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great car. Uh, loved it. Just uh, pure stock. Uh, it's a good class. Great beginner class. I just I needed to move up, and uh, yeah, we got the mini and had a great year. So. What so going back to kind of the beginning of the pier suck here? What kind of made you decide to get behind the wheel of a car instead of helping out uh, the Toltons? Uh, basically, kind of got the car at a really good deal. Um, so we had the car and basically we did some work to it. Uh, Bobby ran enduro in it, um, did pretty well. Then basically, yeah, I got behind the wheel and said, "Enough's enough, helping. I gotta try this out." And, yeah, I just fell in love with it. All the guys at Flamborough, like, that was my home track, obviously. Yep. You know that. Yep. Um, the guys, they're just amazing. Like, Leo Labrabera, Dale Lucas, Steve Delu, like, all these guys. Like, uh, Dylan Sharp, it was his rookie year as well, pretty much when I started. Like, yeah. everyone's always willing to give you a hand. And, like, it, it was just the great, great scene. And that, that was the one thing that I noticed is, is as you move up, you kind of lose friends and uh, lose friends and whatnot. But at the pure stock level, you guys seem to rally around each other a lot more than as you move up. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's great, like unbelievable the amount of help you get at the track, and like you think people are just there to race you and not really get along, but no, it's totally the opposite. They're there to race, have fun. Everyone's there to give you a hand. Yeah. So. What, where did you, where, so where exactly did you finish in your point standings the first, in, in your first couple of years here? Okay, so basically pure stock. Um, I was running up in about second or third place throughout the yeah. season um, till the rear end fell out of the Cavalier again. It was a 97, a little bit older, but uh, I ended up finishing seventh, which wasn't bad for my first year. Again, no, first year all. behind the wheel, so it was it was pretty fun. Yeah, and uh, the most uh, twenty uh, twenty nineteen there. Where did you end up? Uh, so basically, I let my brother Brody drive the Cavalier, and yeah. I built the Honda. Right. Um, yep. Man. Should have just built another Chevy because Hondas, Hondas, they're way harder. I don't know. I'm not used to them. It's totally a different setup, everything like that. So I honestly came to tell you, I think I finished like 10th or 11th, but I didn't really run a full season. No. I kind of, kind of packed it in midway. I was just getting tired of not competing and trying to figure out the car and couldn't figure it out. And I threw everything I could think of at it and it just wasn't working for me. Yeah, and so as you move to 2020, you you said you got the car. I I want to say it was November a year ago now, or December. Or so uh, when you picked it up. Well, I, I I contacted Russ about November, and we made the deal with the car. Um, yeah. Basically, he had it all winter, and you know stuff like that. And we picked it up. 
I want to say end of February, beginning yeah. of March, and then started going over it and stuff like that. So obviously with that being a London rec car, has London recs helped you out a lot this year with it or have they just kind of uh, like, that's our old car that we don't want to touch it? Russ, is, Russ has helped me out a lot with uh, a lot of his knowledge about the car basically like anytime i message him it's like hey man you know i ask him a question he's right there to answer it um i offered him you know he could get back in it if he wanted you know for a race here and there and he was pretty much uh done with it until the end of the season he kind of bugged me to run frost fest but i had already kind of you know planned on running that race so yeah but yeah like mike schmidt um I messaged him and he's like, yeah, man, I'd love to stay on that car. You know, like he, he's very, he's very familiar with the car, obviously and stuff like that. So, yeah. So yeah, he, he's, he's helped out quite a bit as well. So talking about the mini stock here, what grade would you give yourself on our short in 2020 year when we only had, when you only had ran about what, five races, five, maybe six races. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to grade myself again. It was my rookie year. We went out for one practice in it. I didn't know what we were going to look at for racing season with this whole COVID stuff. Right. So um, when they announced it, yeah, I I mean, we came out of the box strong. I was very impressed. Like first race, you know, I was out there leading the first five laps and I was like, wow, this is pretty intense. So I don't know. I'd have to say top 10 for sure. I mean, some people would give me a little more credit, but I mean, I obviously have a lot to work on. Um, the car does fall off a little bit towards the end of the race. I mean, it's 40 laps. So yeah, just got to work on it and make her better. And, give and of course time. that's a big jump compared to the 20, 20 to 25 laps that you used to run. Yeah, it was big jump. I don't think I've ever done a 40 lap feature before. And you know, that's all we were running this year at Flamborough. So yeah, yeah, it was a little different, but we enjoyed it. So talk about the competition in the mini stock division then because like you see a lot more competition i find a lot more closeness of the cars between like in in terms of um uh in in, in terms of um being almost uh, uh quite equal or or in some cases far apart yeah let's this year it was like everybody was at our track you know everyone was at flamborough or you know we only ran a few mini stock races at certain tracks um yeah so when you bring down like Andy Camrath, Kevin, you know, Bridge, uh, Craig Camrath, you know, Will Gibbons is there. You got Carl Salt. Like it's a, it's Steckley. It, it's a tough field. Like these guys, they know what they're doing. They're up front all the time. They're running, they're finished, they're winning races, you know, stuff like that. So when we can come out of the box as a rookie and be competitive with these guys, like that was, it, it was, you know, hats off. It was pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And you, you named off some pretty pretty high-profile names here in Southern Ontario, mini-stock racing there in the terms of Gibbons, uh, Salt, Stackley, uh, Bridge, uh, the Camrath brothers. It, it, it's a, it'd be tough going up against all those guys in a field and just be like, you're almost sitting there like, hey, who's finishing second or who's finishing almost seventh? It, 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 it almost pushes you out almost near the top ten. Yeah, exactly. Like those guys, they know what they're doing. They know how to work it. Um, they've been around these tracks numerous, numerous times, right? So yeah, yeah they're very strong. So what are some of your off-season plans? 
with the car and what are your goals for 2021? All right. Well, off season plans. Um, we don't really know what we're looking at yet. Um, we're thinking of changing tracks up this year. We're pretty much thinking we're going to run Varney this year. Uh, there's already an 18, so we're thinking we're going to switch it up, change change a lot of stuff on the car, and uh, go try a new track, try a new nice. venue, and see what we can do up there. Now, you did make a trip up to Varney this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we did. Uh, I believe you walked away with a feature win. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, man, it was, it was a great time. Uh, basically car had been sitting for a month and a half my cousin tj he said you know we're gonna go shake the dust off it let's go take it up to varney uh it was the dave wilson memorial open race yep um so we ended up going up there for the night and uh yeah we started out front and we led every lap of the race finished with a feature a win and then our second feature we started tail end and uh we ended up fourth so hey, overall wrong good with night that. for the first time on the track yeah, exactly. Getting, getting your first feature win and, and uh, walking away with a top five in the second feature, you can't go wrong with a day like that at a track you've never been to. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty exciting. Uh, we definitely enjoyed enjoyed that night. So if you're thinking of going to, up to Varney for 2021, what are your goals at the tra- if you're going to run there full-time? Um, well, basically, it's going to be our rookie years. Uh, yep. I don't think anything this year has counted. So, yeah, our goal is rookie of the year. You know, learn lots, um, hopefully come out with some wins, and uh, just enjoy it. Like, enjoy the season. Hopefully we get one. And even Varney, with it being such a tight tight quarter mile there, like, it's – their mini stock division is cool, is really, really t- uh, competitive. Oh, it's – again, it's very competitive. Like – I'm not sure if Bobby Tolton's going to be running next year, but you got Bobby Tolton, you got Jay Tolton, Brian Wilson, you know, a uh, whole bunch of great drivers up there. But Corey it's McAllister was, was a name there. Corey McAllister was a name there. I believe he's running Sunset this year, but I'm That's pretty what sure I saw. He'll, uh, he'll come up and check it out. Yep. So we're going to move on to question time, where we have now got – we've selected a few questions from some of the fans. And they're going to be answered by you on here now. Absolutely. So Dana Kangas, I really hope I'm saying that name correct. uh, They have a number of questions here. So why did you choose going into mini stock? And what made you move Mm -hmm. up from pure stock? There is a lot more to learn in mini stock than there is pure stock. Pure stock, you can only do a select few things. Um, without you know bending the rules and stuff like that so you get up into mini stock you got a lot more rules a lot more you can play with uh, programming and stuff like that yeah so then what so uh, um and, <laughs> and they said because you let me borrow your car one night thanks by the way do you have power steering and a brake booster in the mini no power steering no power steering brake booster no. though yeah yeah uh, do you have any plans beyond mini? Like, are you looking maybe super stock or maybe even a CVM? Um, no plans as of just yet. I'm going to see where it goes. You know, we got a few more sponsors coming up next year. Uh, pretty big sponsors, actually. My uncle's kind of stepping up and sponsoring. So that's good. Um, but right now, no, it's just mini stock. And, you know, if we find ourselves in a different ride in a couple of years, then we're going to go for it. 
Awesome. Uh, we want to thank Dana for sending in those questions. Now we're going to move on to Elena Houston. How did you choose your number and your color scheme for this year, which is quite unique, actually, uh, with your quite uh, with um, your color scheme actually this year? Yeah. So basically, the number um, eighteen was uh, my friend Chris Carey's uh, favorite driver, Kyle Busch. Um, yeah. My buddy actually he passed away in a car accident, so I kind of honored that number. He loved it, so. He always said if I did end up racing, which we had talked about for quite a few years, that, you know, maybe that would be my number. So, yeah, we're running that number. Paint scheme was basically kind of like Jimmy Hooper's. I kind of did both cars. His Hooper was a Clint Boyer uh, scheme, and then I kind of just, that's what I wanted to run, but the white and green. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, our last question here is if, if money was no problem, who, uh, what would you want to race? And that's from Steve Murdoch. And I don't even know. It takes a lot of experience to run in the higher classes, obviously. I'd like to step up into a super stock or a late model, obviously, but yeah. with a lot more experience. Yeah. You don't want to just jump in head first and just have to start at a very, very bottom level and then work your way up. No, no. It takes takes time, takes experience and stuff like that to move up each class. Yeah. Which is – that that's always a difficult answer uh, question to answer from – no matter who you are, especially even if you're in racing, it's easy yeah, for absolutely. someone like myself to be like, all right, no, you know, no, if money was no problem, I'm going to go get myself a late model. Yeah. Or you go, you know, cross the border and jump in a camping world truck series car or Xfinity, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Not gonna happen. laughs> those, those, you can only wish to get up to that level. Oh yeah, exactly. Like Caden Lapsovich, like, man, he's, he's, working at rowdy like that's insane that's awesome like you know he's from just around the corner from our place and it's like wow that's that's a good dream to have you know yeah exactly and even his brother trayton he's no slouch himself especially behind the wheel of a, of a late model oh no he'll be right with his brother in a few years i guarantee it i i don't doubt that i i he he did exceptionally well for his first time in a uh pinty's car earlier this year up at uh, sunsets subbing in for alex tagliani yeah, he did. Oh, again, that kid, he can wheel a car, that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely like watching him uh, race on iRacing as here as well whenever I get a chance to watch something that uh, he ends up being in. It, yeah. it's, he, he even puts on a show there, man. Like, I can't, You can't say nothing about that kid. No, absolutely. I think, I don't know, I'm not sure if he's going to go karting this Friday or not, but I'm hoping to kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you do. Yeah. <laughs> So is there any special thanks and sponsors that you want to thank for your 2020 year? Um, yeah, obviously, uh, industrial water blast services. They helped us out big time this year, uh, with Paul Huskins. He, he's, uh, he's been a big help with the car. We've got angle promotions, you know, London recreational racing, Natasha Peterson, Sherwin Williams, you know, all these guys, they, they stepped up. Um, again, like Mike Schmidt at London Recreation Racing, he does a phenomenal job for uh, all the racing community, you know, whether it be on the track or on the snow, like he's, he's right out there helping everybody out. That he can. Yeah. 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 You can't like Mike Schmidt is, is a staple in <laughs> Southern Ontario motorsports in general. It doesn't matter if it's summer sports or winter sports. He's, He's got his hand in it. Oh, 
everything anything you can get in there he's got in there also like my cousin tj edwards he's he's helped out with me getting to the track getting home um he was a big part of the varney uh win you know he just said did all this not telling you what it's at get out there and go have fun and you know we went out there and we led laps so it was yeah. great man you can't go wrong with that uh is no. there anything else you want to end up talking about uh I don't think so, but I think we've done, we've covered a lot. Um, it's been great. Appreciate yeah, it. You've, you've done well. I mean, congrats Thank on you. what you're doing. Thank you. It, it's been a lot of fun. I can't say, I can't, it's been a lot of work, but I can, it, it's been a lot of fun. So thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. Like I say, I'm proud of you. You're doing awesome. Thanks for having me on. The opportunity has been great. Thank you for coming on, man. It, man, honestly, like I knew my buddy Logan was going to be the first one on. And once I knew you knew that I was going to be doing this, I was like, I'm going to hint at you. Do you want to come on? Yeah, absolutely. But like, I knew you would do it. Like, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it in my mind that you were going to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. It's great. You know, it helps promote you and, you know, it's great for the racing scene. So I, I'm more concerned good. about the racing scene than, than worrying about myself. But yeah, I know what you mean. Absolutely. I want to get, I want to get these drivers like yourself who a lot of people don't know. And get them out there to a wider audience. Yeah, exactly. Also, going to give you credit for what you've done for the CVMs this year. Thank you. That's that, that been a that's been fun. You've done an exceptional job there, buddy. Getting there out social media is just you've been all over it, and I know John Carley's very appreciative of it. Yeah, I know he is, and I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward to getting back with them uh, next year, actually. So, which I'm sure John and I will actually talk about. Uh, in a soon soon to air episode actually absolutely so well chris it was fun having you on buddy we're gonna get you on out of here uh we got so we covered some great stuff tonight and uh we look forward to seeing you in 2021 i'll, I'll definitely have to come up to varney one night and when the cvms aren't running and uh come and check you out absolutely buddy just follow the uh, black and orange mini because that's pretty much our colors next year. Sounds good. I know exactly where, where it'll be then. Okay, buddy. All right, man. You have a good one, eh? Thanks for having me. Eh? No problem. Bye now. Bye. All right, guys. That was driver the number 18 Chevy Cobalt Mini Stock out of Kitchener, Ontario. That was Chris Pendleberry. We want to thank Chris for taking time out of his week to join us and chat about his racing and how he got started. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure to subscribe to the True North Racing Podcast on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow Jomo Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jomo Media. Once again, my name is John Morrison. For Jomo Media, we will see you next time.